0: Welcome to another episode of Design Recharge. I'm your host, Diane Gibbs. At least I got that part right. This is episode 296. We are so close to that 300 mark. And to be honest, I don't even keep up with, I mean, I keep up with the numbers, but I have no idea who's going to be on 300. So it's not that you're special, but you're not not special, right? I just think it's just keep going. So today I'm excited to have Kyle Courtright on. Kyle and I met not this past Creative South, but 2018 Creative South, and I'm so impressed with them. I actually think we sat next to each other at like the church service thing. On, we did, we did, then, yes. And that's where we, that was the first time because you were so busy and I'm busy, and <sighs> but you because you did Logo Wave live, and it was yeah. it was an experience, and we'll get to that side project. But today's uh, title was about why branding is my niche because here's the thing I hear a lot when I'm online and I've see people and they ask questions, how do I niche down? And they're so afraid to niche down. Although Mm -hmm. branding is pretty large, there is, um, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's, it's a, it's to be honest for me is not my favorite thing to do logos. And and I don't mind if somebody else does the logo and me do the branding part, (laughs) but it's a lot of pressure um, Mm -hmm. because you can really screw up somebody's business, you know? (laughs) Um, Amy says it's her favorite. I know it's a lot of other people's favorite. But Kyle, I have lots of questions. I'm going to dig into it right now. So you work for yourself. You're in New Mexico. Originally, you went to Jeremy Slagle's high school. Of course, you didn't know it was Jeremy Slagle's high school maybe at the time.
1: I did. Um, I did. Actually. <laughs>
0: Jeremy was known even back then. Did Jeremy have hair back then? <sighs>
1: You know, we weren't as, I didn't know him as well as I do now. Uh, after we kind of chatted at Creative South, we kind of uh, got to know each other more. But I knew that he did the logo for my, I, I was big in athletics. And so he did the logo for that. That is, of course, stood the test of time and is, is still uh, proudly in the center court on uh, on that basketball court there. So yeah, I, I knew of him more back in the day, and and now I I know I feel like you know we're, we're less acquaintances and more friends.
0: <laughs> right. Well, that's good. So you you're from Ohio, and then you've kind of uh, gone around. Now you're in New Mexico, and you're working for yourself. Can you give us a little bit of your background, um, design background? Did you study design?
1: Yeah. Um, so going way back, I guess uh, high school, I took a computer graphics class and. I was pretty clueless back then. I didn't even know there was a vocation for design at that point. That makes me sound super old. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so that was that was kind of the start of it. And you know, in high school, I'm always I was always looking at the the bell or waiting for that bell to ring, right? And in this case, it was like, wow, I I, I can't I couldn't believe how fast the time went and wanted to just keep keep designing and, and working on these projects. So that was kind of a good litmus test for me almost uh, to say, okay, this is something that that I feel like I could really do you know, down the road. And I had a love for computers and art as well. So mixing those two made sense. And then on top of all that, my mom was an art teacher. She was my art teacher in middle school uh, in seventh grade. And my dad was a pharmaceutical sales rep. So I kind of Always say that I feel like I got a good mix of of both of them and turn that into a graphic design business eventually. So, um, did I they went, know about the profession? They they did, I believe, but you know they didn't. Um, I don't remember them saying, "Oh, you can go into to graphic design" or something like that. I kind of kind of learned it on my own a little bit, and um, I remember I remember looking up uh, the salary of a graphic designer, uh, just coming out of like college, for instance, it's like, well, my mom always said do it for the love and not for the money. So here we go. So yeah, it was, uh, I'm glad that I, I kind of heard her resonating in the back of my mind because, uh, I really feel like it's one of the best decisions that I I could have made. And, um, yeah, it's, I think it's rare to, to almost, see someone that knows exactly what they want to do maybe that early on. That was my, actually my junior year of high school. Uh, so yeah, I felt thankful and grateful for that. Um, you know, to, to be able to kind of pursue this, you know, from the, from, you know, even back in high school.
0: That's awesome. All right. So, so you studied and then what happened? You got a job in Ohio, you went where, how did you get to New Mexico? And then how did you start working for yourself? Cause that's kind of a big yeah. leap.
1: It is, yeah. Um, I, so I went to Indiana Wesleyan University. They were known for their art program. My sister went there. So it seemed like a natural thing to, to attend uh, that, that particular university. Um, went four years there, uh, met my soon to be wife, uh, when I was a senior, she was a sophomore and, uh, at that, so Indiana Westlands obviously in Indiana. So I eventually <laughs> moved there from Columbus, Ohio, uh, after being in Columbus for 21 years and, um, yeah, got an apartment <laughs> about two minutes down the road from her and her parents before, you know, while we we're dating and, uh, You know, we we eventually got married and then moved out to Albuquerque, of all places. Um, So why? Everybody asks why. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: I love Albuquerque. It's
1: beautiful. It is. Yeah. They, um, at first, it was so, okay, let me answer your question there. I do have some family out here. My sister and brother-in-law and three nephews live out here. Um, So that was the tie to the West. But we kind of just wanted to maybe get a good a a new start. uh, And, and, uh, you know, do something pretty crazy and looking back very irresponsible because I had no job lined up or anything. Wow. Uh, So yeah, that was that was part of it. Uh, My family is super tight knit. uh, So and they're all in Columbus. So, that was <laughs> so a, you're like I gotta get out <laughs> Well, it was a tough thing because we are knit and I'm I'm really close to each of my. I have a, a lot of cousins and aunts and uncles, and uh, but you know it was a very prayerful decision, and you know we we haven't looked back, and so um, yeah. Did we, you get
0: a job like working for somebody else, or did you start off working for yourself?
1: Yeah, great question. So I was I was kind of dabbling a little bit. Um, there were a, a couple of projects that I took on. Uh, one for a restaurant called Market Sixty Five out there in Columbus, um, uh, and then you know maybe a couple like odds and ends projects. Right. But um, you know at that point I was just looking to get something that was sustainable, uh, and we can. I know we'll probably talk about this, uh, you know, in, in future questions here. But I really saw it as more of a hobby, um, you know, when it came to I, di- I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur uh, by any means. It, it just felt like this kind of side thing. Oh, maybe I'll take on some projects here or there, and uh, I didn't have this freelancer kind of mindset necessarily uh, yeah. starting out. Um, so I yeah. got this job at at a company called Graphic Connection where. Um, yeah it it was just it was a tough environment for me because you're just pumping out designs was very production heavy instead of creative and kind of that they weren't promoting creativity we'll say right Um, so that was tough for me you know it was I I wanted to kind of have that free-flowing nature you know uh, having those ideas come and um you know, going through that design process the way that I felt like it should, uh but you know they're very production heavy so
0: but in a way that, it that teaches was... you it teaches you to go fast, it teaches you to make decisions which straight out or or just coming out of school sometimes like Ian totally like cranks on locos and I'm like holy moly how did you do that but I think it's a practice and I think sometimes like I know Jason Craig he's talked about this where he just gets thrown in and you gotta get it done and so it isn't it isn't taking the time and I think that's where the rub was and that's where Mm -hmm. we're gonna get into it a little bit because it didn't feel right to you it felt too rushed to handle something so big
1: 100% yep yep yeah that was it so yeah, how long
0: did you work there?
1: I was there three months. Uh, they <laughs> I got out there, there as quickly as I could. They So after two and a half months, they offered me a promotion there. And I, I kind of had to make a decision. And there was another kind of job offer that wasn't a design position. And so I kind of had to make this decision. And I actually went with a non-design uh, job. That's that's how tough that first job was wow. for me. Um so I was I was at another company for about a year uh and then eventually moved on to uh a separate company where I was doing uh, it was remote and I had some more flexibility and so in those off hours when they didn't have projects for me I could kind of build up the my freelance business a little bit more uh and all all along this time I'm building up the the business uh but that was kind of a, a breaking point to where I could really uh kind of split time uh with that that company and then eventually went full time freelance, which is gosh, six years pretty much to the date here. And then ten years wow. is when I've when I, I started uh kind of into the, the real world. So.
0: Yeah. So so but also working remotely you knew that you could commit and you could figure out a way in your house to work and make it work, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think sometimes that's really hard working from home, but you kind of had to ease in. And mm. I think you definitely are a communicator. You've told me you love to do one-on-ones. So when you and I all meet, um, those things kind of uh, revive you. I think you're, would you say you're a more introvert or
1: extrovert? Oh man, I'm so introverted. It's 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 unreal.
0: <laughs> so, I know. But, each, yeah. But you do get you like one on ones, right? You get energized to to do those, and so yeah, yeah. When you're working remotely, maybe you clued into some of that because maybe you had to do something like that with your boss or whoever you were working with. Yeah. And then that's what you continue, which I think is so funny now that I hear the whole story with the like crank and burn kind of place. um, that it that's so it's so clear because you really value the relationship you value Mm. learning deeply about a company because a brand is more than a logo Mm. this is just the start but the brand is the full package and there's so so many you know things that go into it i guess Mm. that you like the encompassing part correct
1: i do yeah yeah.
0: What do you like about that?
1: You know, you can, <laughs> maybe it's a power trip thing, but you can have control uh, of of the project, um, you know, from start to finish. And yeah, I, I just love this idea of branding and, and kind of taking, taking, um, you know, this company that you didn't know necessarily, you know, if you, you're chatting with them, I usually hop on like a discovery call, for instance, uh, to kind of, uh, set the stage almost and ask some of these deep diving questions about their business and brand. And uh, yeah, it's like, I, you know, after an hour, hour and a half call, it's like, I didn't know anything about this business. And now I feel like, uh, you, know, I, you know, I know so much about it where I can um, be confident that the visual communications will align seamlessly with what they're looking to do. So yeah, I you, we've talked about this a little bit, Diane, but the the challenge of a logo um, has always been um, it's never been like a scary thing for me, which is which is weird because I I feel like I tend to be a fearful person at times, and mm-hmm. something I'm working through. And but uh, no, I've just you know, but it's it's been a challenge. Uh, I, I love that challenge of being able to take um, you know this complex business or entity uh, in uh, you know to to pare it down into mo- its most simple recognizable uh, memorable form uh, to where you know it will stand the test of time and uh, it really will identify you know with their business moving forward for many many years so
0: um, I know we're going to get to this, but I'm going to go ahead and just ask this. So uh, Beth put a on a YouTube, she was like, could you please ask people how they have gotten new business? Because you're in New Mexico. You don't have a ton of history there. You have some family, but there's not this. And And I also think you're not just solving people's problems in New Mexico, right? Mm,
1: right, right. Hundred percent, and people that you know have heard my story, um, it it is kind of kind of strange. I don't know if we've talked about this, Diane, but everything was kind of built off of organic SEO. um, Yeah, we
0: did. We talked about this. Okay,
1: okay. So yeah, SEO is a big part of it. And um,
0: how did you uh, learn SEO and like figure that part out?
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, a blog called quick sprout, uh, a guy named Neil Patel, uh, is you know, he's one of the most popular, uh, marketers, digital marketers out there. And this idea of digital marketing has always been of interest to me, like really geeky stuff, but I love like looking up articles on, uh, the psychology of pricing and, and all this weird stuff, um, you know, conversion optimization and, Um, it's a good thing, you know, I'm in, I'm in a good presence of design geeks here anyway, but yeah, (laughs) I felt like that's even a new level, (laughs) but
0: But it's good, but it's, but it's really something that we need to incorporate, especially if you want to have a broader reach. I know that, um, I've learned some things from Brian, but this is from Brian White, but this is something else that I think that it's it's a hole in a lot of designers and they're just like, I'm putting stuff on Instagram and I'm not getting anything, but I think you have to be in multiple places, but your your website really does need to be optimized. So when you're saying SEO, it's search engine optimization for my mom. Let's tell it to my mom. (laughs) Sure,
1: sure. What
0: what does that do so that my mom knows? um, What does that do for a company and why, what are some things that, that you think, again, we're talking about organic, so non-paid um, mm-hmm. SEO tricks.
1: Yeah, I mean. yeah. So essentially, um, just to kind of, you know, pare down even more is just like a Google search. You know, you don't have to pay for an ad, like you said. So, you know, I always say the low hang, lowest hanging fruit is local search. Um, so, and, and I know Ian, uh, if he's still on here, he can t- attest to this. He's done very well over there in the UK for some of these large cities. Uh, so for instance, if someone types in Albuquerque logo designer, um, you know, I'll, I'll pop up on the, the first page. Usually I'm in the f- number one or number two spot there. So that has helped me along the way. And there's, there's so much that goes into it. There's over 200 ranking factors in the algorithm. Uh, that kind of factor into, you know, why why do you uh, get more priority over another company? Um, and sometimes say, it, is, yeah.
0: it is adding in some of that local. And Ian said, hell yeah. He said he moved to Manchester and got position one. So I think yeah. sometimes it is understanding or maybe creating landing pages for other um, cities so that, that you're targeting your, I guess, again, this yeah. is where. I'm I said I was whole I have a hole in or a lot of designers have a hole in this and a bunch of other people said they were holy in this too so anything you can teach us about this stuff <laughs> that would be short and quick and then we can get back to design but I yeah, think yeah this sounds is, good but like how did you you just found this and learned this and it was something that you you enjoyed obviously but I mean how did you know to business wise to get better at that
1: Diane, I wish I could tell you that this was a, uh, a big strategy that I, had, that I had planned and it was just like a premeditated thing that, okay, this is the plan moving forward. And But no, it just kind of, um, I, I, I happened upon Neil Patel's blog. Uh, he started, he talked a lot about SEO and how it can help entrepreneurs along the way. So I was like, wow, that seems like a sustainable way to bring bring in, you know, clients along the way to where I don't have to spend all this extra time marketing myself and finding leads. Uh, Mm. So again, you know, I don't want to get too much into it, but um, if I were to give a few little tips uh, for people uh, and then kind of move on to design from here, I would say focus on local keywords. So your city uh, for me would be logo design or your city hand lettering or you know and and really try to optimize if you have a website uh, this is a, a huge part of it, right you have to have a website that's tied to this uh, so you optimize your website for certain keyword terms uh, that are are throughout um, you know that that kind of resonate with with that uh, search engine result and then you know there's there's backlinks and things so a backlink is someone that points from their site to yours, essentially. So backlinks will always stand the test of time. Uh, So that's, that's another big, one of the top ranking factors too of people uh, that are ranking, uh, you know, uh, linking to your site. So So
0: how how would you get somebody to do that? You've written some articles, and I'm going to share some today, and they will be on my site. So it's a link that links back. That's what you're talking about a backlink, right? So when, so if, if you put a, I guess this would be good for YouTube. If you put a YouTube on or a TED talk or something on your site, then you're back linking to TED talk. So that may help them to get ranked higher. Not that YouTube or TED talk really needs my help.
1: (laughs) Right. Exactly.
0: (laughs) I I am not under the impression that they need me, but I'm going to read some of the things. Oh
1: no, not need. Yeah. Sorry. No,
0: (laughs) yeah. They don't need me for sure. But, um, so, so Ian said he's always open to guest blogs. So is that something you're doing? You're asking, say, Hey, I have, so you've written a a few things that you're going to share with us today and they will be links and you guys can all go and read them. They're on the website and it'll be recharging you.com slash two ninety six. And one is 75 point, 75 point designers checklist to attract win and keep clients which is exactly what we're talking about right now and I'm going to put that and this is free and I'm going to put this in the chat right now but it will be if you're listening or if you're watching or listening it's in the description below so So,
1: yeah
0: and it's in the chat for everybody else right now right so right go ahead
1: awesome yeah um so, so is that what
0: you mean do you do you reach out to other blogs
1: um so yeah I guess guest blogs is is a huge uh, can be uh, one kind of strategy. Um, I know Ian has done a great job of that. I I think I think what people miss is it's not just all about the um, the amount of backlinks, although that helps. It's the quality of backlinks that you're getting. So So what makes something um, high quality? uh, Like entrepreneur.com will be a high quality backlink um, or, you know, Forbes.com some of these big boys in the space that are um you know are seen as a higher page rank than than maybe some others uh that are less less well known
0: so i have another question i'm sorry just to kind of dig into yeah. this a little bit yeah yeah all right so if i'm gonna say hey i'm gonna write an article and i again i don't think forbes is gonna be like dying. i don't think so but hey thank you. <laughs> but whatever okay let's make up another magazine Owlnet.com. I have no idea. I just looked, I have an owl right here. So I just, <laughs> okay, so this thing and I write, I love owls. I don't really, but I love some anyway, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to munch people sending me owls. Um, but so if I say, Hey, I have this article, it lives on my website and then I just let them copy it or I mm. give it to them. And I say, you know, here's, can you also link back? So this is where I may be stupid to ask this question. But is it that the article lives only on my site or is it that the article lives over there and they just have the little thing, Kyle Courtright wrote this article about owls?
1: Right, the second. So um, so that really is a backlink there, the second option that you mentioned there. So if Forbes, say you contri- you're a contributor to Forbes, for mm-hmm. instance, and you write a blog post on theirs or they're writing a bo- blog post about you featuring, featuring you. Uh, they might have a link that goes back to design recharge. So that would give you what we call in the SEO world, SEO or juice link juice um, to, and that that link will help uh, Google see you as more credible than someone that might not have that. That's, you know, assuming that everything is exactly the same with your, your SEO as this other kind of mock company that we're,
0: Of mentioning here the owl Uh, owl owl company,
1: (laughs) (laughs) owl.net. So, okay,
0: so, so so what's another way that we could or that you did in the beginning? So, you did local, um, so you're stating the name of your how are you putting that in? It's just in every paragraph, you're writing, um, you know, the city that you live in.
1: Yeah, um, so that's where you have to be careful because there's something called link uh, uh, keyword stuffing that as search has gotten more intuitive along the way, uh, Google has, has noticed this, that people just try to stuff in these keywords and then all these maybe lower quality sites are ranking higher than they should necessarily. So um, what they have now, this is getting into the nitty gritty, Diane. But uh, they have these LSI, what are called LSI keywords. And What's LSI? It stands for like latent semantic index or something like that to where um, if you have a keyword like design that you're, you're going for, the word graphic is actually tied to that word design. So if someone types in design, if you have the word graphic on your, your site, then it still gives a little bit of that juice toward design because okay. graphic is kind of related to that in some way. Okay. So that has kind of helped keep you know the integrity of search uh, really high quality. Um, and I think I think that came out maybe a, two or three years ago to where um, yeah people aren't keyword stuffing and, and none of these kind of spammy sites are are not as many of these spammy spammy sites are ranking ahead of certain ones that maybe should have more credibility in, in Google's eyes.
0: So Naomi says she's gonna have to start this episode over for future reference. Uh, I I am I'm right there with you, Naomi Naomi. I'm listening to this live I am trying to take um uh take notes and and Neil Patel's all that stuff all those links will be underneath so if you they'll be in the show notes at recharging you.com slash two ninety six. Um all the links that Uh, Kyle is sharing will be underneath no matter where you're watching this. So they'll be back linked out to you for sure. (laughs) All right. So another thing I know is that Google likes that I do really crappy at is to alt text. So alt text is to, or alternate text is to help people who are blind or are, I guess maybe it's just blind people. Maybe this is showing my uh, not smartness, but when they're rolling over, it tells you, oh, it's a woman in a pink dress or it's a, you know, a, a flowered shirt or button down or whatever you're trying if you're selling clothes, right? You're trying to describe what's in these images. But there's another way to use alt text is to kind of put some of these keywords into these. So I have a client who I did not do this for, but they, um, they do use alt text. In a way that is more than just describing what the what the item is. Mm-hmm. They're they're using. They say uh, it's a, a retirement company or re- wherever people live. You know, retirement community, not company, yeah. in Denver. And so they say Denver and Littleton, and then they say in Colorado, and then they say so they say where they are, but then mm-hmm. they also say fifty five plus or um, mm-hmm. you know healthy living or or something because they. You know, it's not assisted living. So there's there's certain things that they're putting in all of those. Is that also considered stuffing?
1: Uh, no. Uh, so, you know, you, you want to have it uh, represent the image well. Um, so those alt tags are important. You want to, to represent that image well. But, um, for instance, if someone... It's clicking on like a Google image search and, and a random one pops up and people aren't Google sees, you know, that image as not mes- People aren't click clicking on that. It'll move down in their priority list and it's not, it doesn't give the priority um, you know, in that, in that image search. So yeah, it's really, there's, uh, it comes down to do everything, doing everything really white hat, uh, which, mm-hmm. which pretty much means you know, uh, going about it in a way that's not trying to uh, somehow fool the, the search engines. Uh, so, yeah, uh, as long as it's really organic and natural, I think uh, you can't go wrong. And you know, optimizing with those alt tags that you talked about is, is really important, too. I know I, I just saw Ian, he was talking about a Google My Business page. That was something I wanted to mention too because that's an important thing to make sure that that page is really fleshed out, it's tied to your website in some way, has that description that has some of those keywords, again, really naturally and organically intertwined within that description. Make sure you have all your photos on there, um, at least at least five, uh, five to 10 photos. Uh, so it's really filled just, out.
0: That's just a free business Google oh, yes. page, right? So it's super... easy. Anybody can do this. And this may be something that we're not doing for ourselves. And maybe we're not doing for our clients. And it doesn't mean you have to be this SEO genius, but these are just small things that we could implement to help see that our clients are able to see. And maybe we do need to do a show that's just based on SEO. I clearly think so.
1: Yeah, well, we could, do. yeah, I'd be more than open to that. And if if anybody that's on here wants to reach out, um, you know, I can shoot my email over and, you know, I can ask, happy to answer any questions people may have past this. Uh, Because, yeah, it's a big topic.
0: (laughs) So I want to make sure right now, um, and um, I think Chris was having trouble with the link. Um, Can you guys, can somebody else besides Chris, um, oh, it says it's not doing it. Anyway, so maybe, so I just want to make sure, well, we'll get it. It will be in the below description. Uh, It worked for Naomi. I don't know. Um, Joey, aloha. Thanks for coming. Um, So you can always find Kyle at CourtrightDesign.com. That's one design, just an N. Um, And so it's not working for Jacob either in Slovakia. So Chris is in Africa, I think. And so yeah. That's kind of strange.
1: Yeah. uh, I can get, I can send, uh, send the resource as a, actually, you know what? I can attach a, can I attach a PDF on here?
0: I don't know. Um, Okay. (laughs) uh, But if you send it to me, then I can put it on the page. Yeah. But then there's no backlinks. It works fine in the UK. It's weird. So, so Slovakia is where Jacob is and Chris. And I think, but it, Amy said it wasn't doing it either. And kids okay. in Mississippi. So, you know, we're getting some North Carolina, Mississippi. We're having trouble.
1: Yeah, sorry about that.
0: <laughs> no yeah. worries. It's working for some. So we'll we'll get it <laughs> figured out and I will get you guys that resource. So, all right, so I wanna jump in a little bit. Um, I always like to ask when somebody's an entrepreneur, Did were your parents, either of your? I mean, your mom was a artist, so but did she do entrepreneurial things? on her own? Like, did she sell her artwork or were you around hmm. entrepreneurship? I mean, your dad was sales. So there's something in pharmaceutical sales, but how did you decide, Hey, any of your siblings entrepreneurs?
1: Um, so my sister uh, was for a while. Uh, she had a photography business. So, so yes to that. And then a lot of my aunts are, are very, uh, apparently that side of the my mom's side of the family just just got all the the art gene because my two of my aunts have businesses in the creative space a uh, couple of them do uh, like hand lettering type of stuff calligraphy really and um, you know do some paintings and things like that so yeah, there's, there, and then on my dad's side, there's some entrepreneurs. My my mom and dad weren't necessarily entrepreneurs, but a lot of people within you know both sides of my family were.
0: All right. So this is Brian had this question. Brian White from Kansas. He said, I almost prefer to work. And this kind of goes back to SEO, but brings it back. So thank you for wrapping it back to logos, <laughs> and branding, Brian. I almost prefer to work only with direct referrals for branding. SEO direct clients are harder. Longer to work with usually. Do you find that to be the case, Kyle?
1: Hmm. hmm. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. I, I always say that referrals are the the best type of client that you can that you can bring in because uh, that trust and credibility is is already established. Um, so, yeah, and they'll they'll pay more as a result. I think too. Uh, so they tend to be, I think, more more qualified just from that perspective. But um, and I think it depends, uh, I, I respect what Brian's saying a hundred percent. Uh, I think that it depends what type of keywords, uh, it is. And for me, the local keywords, uh, so Albuquerque logo design or Albuquerque graphic design, those types of keywords tend to be a pretty qualified customer actually, um, uh, from, from my experience again, you know, it sounds like it may vary for him, but, uh, yeah, I, I I would say that's just a, a slight step down um from, from like a hundred percent referral. Uh, and then social media kinda goes down a little bit further uh, from from there for me, even though social media has brought on probably three of my biggest clients. Uh for averaging things out though, I think it's it tends to be a little bit of a lower lower quality person that's, hey, can I get a logo for hundred bucks? and yeah, I'm sorry, I I, I can't do it. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So
0: maybe they don't understand the industry as much, and they're maybe a, a, assuming some things just because you, because they don't know enough about the business.
1: Yeah, and I I found that I think people that are searching on uh, like a Google search like that, uh, they tend to do their homework a little bit, and and they're looking for someone not to just to to do a logo necessarily sometimes, but to do Kind of breathe be their branding expert or consultant of of sorts and and that's you know those two keywords alone like branding albuquerque versus um like logo design albuquerque i think um you know the, the branding albuquerque that persona tends to be a higher qualified just because of what they're searching to so right. i think what they're searching really does factor in as well
0: absolutely okay so um. We talked one time, um I don't know, and this was a while ago, and it really stood out to me because you were so passionate when I said, "Oh, would you want to ever hand over any tasks <laughs> and And I was like, "You know, lots of people hand over email because they just don't want you know it's just such a pain and mm-hmm. and it's usually kind of a, a for some people low hanging fruit it's just they don't want to do it, they're overwhelmed." And you like, whoa, it was like Kyle got on his, uh, rocket and he was like, no, I would never hand over. Um, and I thought I was like, wow. I mean, it really made an impression. It wasn't like you were angry or anything. You were just super (laughs) passionate and you were like, no. And tell them what you told me. Why would you never hand over email? Why is it so important?
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like it's tough. Um, and, and maybe, maybe again, this is just me nodding, not wanting to let go. And I do have those tendencies, I feel like, (laughs) because we've talked about that too in in length, but man, I, I I like having that control. I have a certain expectation, uh, Mm -hmm. for, for myself when it comes to to email, but you know, just in general, communication and, and how we communicate with our clients. And so, um i think some people in the branding and design space can uh maybe sometimes forget that branding isn't just the, the visual aspect of this but it's even it comes down to how you communicate with your clients uh turnaround times um, you know if you respond to social media messages in a in a quick way like all these things kind of factor in the, to the overall brand and this kind of um, or, uh, that's, that you present, uh, So the your, brand of
0: Courtright Design, right? Exactly. It's, it's, yeah. It's part of who you are or who is working for you. And, and it's, it's also just that you feel very strongly about having good communication and making them a priority. And I think that, yeah. that you feel really important that you want them to be able to access you, right? Yes.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And, and not, not to say that there isn't some admin out there that could, you know, do an amazing job at it or even a, probably a better job than I could. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I just I, I like being able to kind of have that control and being able to because I have this kind of expectation for how I deliver my services and, uh, and that overall brand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So Joe just said, um, from AIGA Baltimore, that's the brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room. The mark should evoke the feeling of the brand. And Ah, I think that, yeah, but I think that that's what you want people to know that you're taking care of and you're getting, you're getting lots of word of mouth, but then Hmm. you're also doing this other stuff that's getting other people in. So is, are most of your clients in Albuquerque or are you doing things, you have some things from Detroit, you know, the Detroit Lions. So that's clearly not in Albuquerque. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny how people just come out of the woodwork from different areas, but no, uh, to answer your question, I would say, I would say about five to 10% are from, uh, from Albuquerque or New Mexico in general. And, the other maybe ninety-five or ninety are are either nationally or some international as well. Um, yeah, it's it's weird how people just kind of <laughs> come out of the woodwork, like the Detroit Lions um, project uh, that was last year, where I kind of did their annual report, the fan guide that they pass out to everybody coming in Ford Field. Um, you know, and some other elements like 130-ounce popcorn bucket, souvenir popcorn buckets, which is way too much fun. If they knew how much fun I was having with with some of these things, they would not not pay me uh, probably. But um, no, that came from um, one of their. Okay, this is. I'll, I'll try to cut this story as short story as short as possible. Uh, there was a guy named Brandon Thomas that reached out on Twitter. I've I've tried to really focus in on Twitter, uh, over the years and really develop that up, um, to where I'm, you know, uh, have a, a little bit of a follower base, uh, and, you know, can, uh, you know, talk about branding and design and, you know, I'm not promoting myself in any way, really.
0: Um, you're just you know, having relationships just trying making to, and talking yeah, about exactly. Branding.
1: Yeah. Just trying to build, you know, uh, build relationships, throw out some value for some designers and that's it. But uh, he reached out uh, this guy from from the Lions. He was a uh, he was there at the time at least, and uh, his name's Brandon Thomas. And he said, "Hey, you know, I I saw you did some logo design. I'd love I'm starting this this new business, and would love for you to do it for me." Um, and I saw, I kind of did my research and saw that he was with the Lions. I was like, "Hey, I've been I've been trying to get into this kind of niche into this professional world uh, sports world a little bit." And um, I'd love to do this. And this is rare. You got to be careful with these things because we have to value what okay. we do as designers, of course. We don't want to commoditize our own services. I'm a huge fan of that, you know, advocate for that. And okay, so set that out there. But uh, in this case, the, the value that he could potentially give uh, by, by me saying, pretty much I told him, I do this pro bono if you get me in contact with the head of marketing at the lions. He said, deal right away. And about a week later, I was on a call with the creative d- director there and the marketing director and working on, you know, the first project. And, uh, it eventually, you know, kind of landed me more work with them along the way. It was a great, great working relationship. So, um, yeah, there's, there's certain times where we can, uh, we can be create, you know, try to be creative with it. And, you know, if it's a really good opportunity that you can see more opportunities coming as a result. Right. And it's, you know, the stars kind of aligned on that one. I'm trying to niche into that space more. Um, but it's also telling people
0: and showing yeah. people that, hey, I want to do more sports. And you have to tell people or do things that yeah. look like they could, you could fit in. And then it's about being out there, tagging things. When you're using, social media is just a tool. So you talked about the how to optimize your website, but if you're also talking about optimizing social media, you're making, and I love that communication is so important to you. It's not like you're just sharing out an image, you're talking, you're putting a, a quote or you're doing a link to some other, an article you've written or, or whatever so that you're giving value. And I love that you said that you're giving value to the people that you're coming in contact with. And people see that not just once. If you just posted it once, they don't, they see the repetition and then that's why they start following because you've given them one piece of good content. And then it's just that continuous good content, right?
1: Yeah. And the same goes for our work itself, right? If we, if, if people see, wow, he, he puts everything that he has into his work, you know, and that's, that's pretty evident, even from people that don't have necessarily a quote unquote, a design eye. Uh, I think that comes through uh, with with potential clients. And so if you can, if you can kind of incorporate this idea of, okay, I'm just going to put all I have into into my work, Um, man, I think the results will just be incredible and those referrals will come, which again, you know, highest quality type of marketing that you can do. Um, You know, it's, there's just going to be good things that come as a result, I think.
0: But it's going out uh, above and beyond what everybody else is maybe doing. You're, you're pushing past what would be, you know, in school, you think it's like, okay, C is middle. I mean, I don't really want a C doctor doing brain surgery on me. Yeah, I made Cs. I'm like, hey, I'd really like the person who made A pluses, right? Like right. you're going to be on my brain or my heart or whatever. I want the A plus person. So why wouldn't they want the A plus person on the branding? So the people who are spending and learning and and really tackling, I think some of those things are really important and that's the way you can stand out is is being known in the industry for being an expert in this so this kind of helps us segue into this so maybe it won't be super long because we have 14 minutes left okay (laughs) and we have like uh, 11 questions left so why so me talking about landing on branding as a niche this can be really scary for a lot of people, Mm. one, especially if they're an entrepreneur and they're a solopreneur and they're trying to pay for everything and you're the breadwinner at your house and you know, Mm. it's scary to say, I'm gonna do this. Now branding does encompass a good bit of stuff. So maybe it's not as scary, but when you say, hey, I'm focusing on branding, Mm. how did you land on branding?
1: Yeah, I've um, I've always tended towards logos uh, yeah, part two. <laughs> Speed round. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I am not succinct. I, I, I'm very. No, aware you're of that. doing
0: great. I've <laughs> asked you a lot of questions that were on the sheet, so no worries.
1: No, um, but yeah, you know, I, I've always tended towards logos. It's been a because, passion. I'm because sorry?
0: why? So, was it about yeah. the communication that you could be succinct in that mark?
1: Definitely. Yeah, I, I felt like that was one of the biggest challenges. Um, that I could I could give myself and uh, you know it's it's fun it's fun being able to start from from the beginning too and usually the logo with the exception of maybe strategy a little bit of brand strategy or even naming before that Uh, but uh, yeah logo you know I saw it as I, I loved it number one but I saw it as a way there's a lot that stems off that logo, right? So you've got your typographic elements, your graphic elements, um, you know, color palette, all these things that kind of feed into the the rest of the brand. so when someone needs a logo and you're, you're done with that, you can, you can really say, okay, you know, let's, uh, let's move on to this, this second phase where, uh, you know, we can quote that out and, um, this is another conversation, but adding marketing to that is kind of what Mm -hmm. I've done too, which I think uh, has, has kind of taken the pressure off me with, with some, with just offering branding. Mm -hmm. Uh, But no, it it can be scary because, you know, especially starting out, I always say like, try a lot of things, you know, within those first, you know, even two or three years, you know, you know, dabble in a lot of things and see, it's hard to know if you're passionate about something unless you just like give it a go and say, say yes to it. So at at one point everybody said yes to something that they don't have a lot of experience in. Right.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: so yeah, you got to take that step. And if someone, you know, for me, it would be like an app design. I've, I've, I've done, you know, a couple of app designs now and it's kind of been, been a fun thing and you know, you can kind of see what you tend towards.
0: Well I love that you like challenges and that you do say yes. I think that that's really nice. Amy says I like creating a mark with a meaning behind it either derived mm-hmm. from the research or applied meaning via concept or representational factors. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed building out the brand system. I just really enjoy building out the brand system personally because I just guess I'm too stressed out about. It. But what I think you love is you're communicating with the customer, with your customer. But really, their brand and their logo is communicating with their customers, and I think that you really value the communication aspect, and I love that. Mm-hmm. So, um, did focusing on branding ever scare you? Like, did you didn't do it from the get-go, right? Or was right design always branding focused?
1: No, it was. It was very. It was niched into logos uh, at the beginning. Um, I did some. And still do uh, website design, WordPress websites, um, but yeah, these kind of like identity systems and and the the kind of full full scale, even like strategy and naming are, are some things that I've I've added along the way that I I didn't have at the beginning or even know much about to be honest. So yeah, that was that was kind of um, you know this mindset change to where I don't want to just be viewed to my clients as a logo designer or, or a web designer. I I want to partner with them in reaching their business goals. And so, um, long-term
0: relationship, not a one date relationship,
1: right? Yes. Yes. So I have really focused even on the past, you know, few years here, more towards those retainer type of uh, relationships and contracts. Well, and
0: that's really what branding is. Branding is a long term. You're not going to have, you know, at some point your stuff's going to look dingy in your store and you're going to need a refresher. And so then that's where the brand, you want somebody who hopefully made you a great logo. And now you can have these other aspects that are part of this new kind of revival of it. And how often that happens is, is different. You know, to add campaigns, it could be all part of that one thing with the website. You know, you refresh these things. And so if you have a good long-term relationship, then it can be a retainer
1: uh, retainer client. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fred says he loves your background, Kyle. All those, are those some epic patches or stickers behind you? Love it either way. Um, No problem. (laughs) We all have been thinking about that
1: sticker wall he has back there. Yeah, that's, uh, those aren't mine, Fred. I, yeah, no, that's. <laughs> you see,
0: it's more than, see, Fred, you're not alone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all for show, man. No, I've, I've got a a logo wall that I just put up. I, I told myself in 2019, I'm going to do some more personal projects. And so I've got this big old logo wall uh, that you guys can't see right now <laughs> uh, behind the computer to where, I kind of have like 30 frames. I got like dollar store frames and and uh, printed off eight and a half by 11 sheets of paper with my, some of my, what I feel like are my strongest logos over the past 10 years and and put it up and filled oh, up a nice. wall for like 30 bucks. <laughs> so.
0: That's awesome. All right. So I want to at least answer this one question and then I want you to just nip on and give us a little tease about Logo Wave. But what is, so we've talked about the best way to, uh, to maybe find some clients by using SEO and use talking about using the, uh, the internet, using social media. I sound super old when I say (laughs) the social media, I didn't mean to say that. So what's the best way that you found to turn them from a connection into a client? Hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's. (laughs) that's a that's a great question um there's so many ways i i mean there's there's a lot of ways you can you know people go about this but uh for me it is uh kind of building that relationship and that trust um you know they they need to to see that you are you are you're an expert you're an expert practitioner uh instead of uh you know so setting expectations is important um so yeah, I I, I don't I, I know Blair ends and uh, the manifesto the Win without pitching manifesto which I highly recommend it's one of my probably one of the uh, my top influential books that I've read lately close uh, close to that probably tied with that is work for money designed uh, work work for work for love wow wow work for money designed for love uh, by David Airy, uh who oh yeah. Man, David's become a good friend over the years and he's just whatever he touches turns to gold type of thing. But anyway, uh, getting back to it. Um, yeah, you know, it's like developing these these client relationships, they they need to see that you are the expert. Um, and mm-hmm. so um yeah, there, there's this idea of, you know, you don't want to, you want to have kind of the upper hand in the relationship. That that sounds so, so bad, but you want to, um, if you have people saying, okay, you know, I, uh, what do you think about this? Um, Or or what do you think about this idea? Instead of them just like giving the direction and telling you what, what it should be. Uh, So in a logo, they might say, you know, here's what I want to do. Can you just emulate this, this, uh, sketch, you know, and that might be a good idea, but you could say, okay, well, I think you have some good ideas here, but based on what we just talked about with your business and brand, I don't think this really, uh, some of these elements don't align as well. Here are my suggestions. And so you just went from like order taker to expert practitioner very quickly in that, in that little instance. And so, it's things like that that help, um, you know, the perception of your clients and, um, you know, that they see that you are that prof- true professional and they value your opinion and the, the rest of the project just goes so much more smooth as, as a result because they, they do value what you're doing and how you're, you're going about it. And um, but the key there is making sure that you do your homework beforehand. Uh, so for me, it's a, a questionnaire, a discovery call, keeping in touch with them along the way. And, uh, these projects where I, I, um, really keep them involved along the way and they feel like they're a part of it is, is, is a huge, uh, That's again relationship. setting those expectations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. So is logo wave, this is a side project, but is that another way that you've been able to kind of show expert, um, kind of put an expert flag in, uh, or that you understand the audience or understand the industry with logo.
1: Yeah. You know, it wasn't meant to do that. Like I didn't right. have that in mind from the onset, but it kind of has naturally a little bit, uh, as a result. Um, I know I don't push that as like a social proof thing to my clients necessarily I do try to throw out some of the companies I've worked with and uh, different testimonials and, you know, um, how long I've been, you know, doing this thing and, you know, things like that, that help with that social proof. But for LogoWave, it was just, you know, it was kind of birthed out of, okay, number one, designers, uh, it can be a very thankless job at times, like a lot of industries. Right. But mm-hmm. it, it can be thankless. Um, and, I was kind of looking at some different award sites, and although there are a lot of great ones out there, I don't want to, um, you know talk against it necessarily, but I feel like there is a gap there where uh, I could produce something that was maybe a bit more user friendly, fun, and um, you know you know give like large amounts of value uh, so that's why it's a really kind of prized, heavy, wallet friendly solution. Uh, to To add value to these uh, these designers and agencies coming in who who uh, are digging our trophy, you know, there's a thousand dollar prize to, to first place. Uh, there's so three when, trophies now.
0: So, <laughs> so when so. does people when do people um, submit? Is it always the same part of the year, or is it an ongoing? And then when do the awards get given?
1: Yeah, I think that's a distinction too, because a lot of award sites you have to wait a full year, and so mm-hmm. with LogoWave. Uh, I'd say on average it's about three months per wave so you have multiple times to win throughout the year and uh, yeah it's it's all client work uh, that you've you've done in your portfolio so you can put that out there there's a jury with um, gosh big design names like David Airy, um, you know Jacob Cass, Ian Pageant, Alina Wheeler Um yeah, uh, Luis Philly just came on. Uh, it's, it's just pretty, Bill Gardner, it's just um, pretty wild. These these um, kind of aficionados or, you know, yeah. kind of masters of our industry are, are coming on and saying, yeah, I want to be a part of this thing. And it's been super humbling, uh, to be honest. Yeah.
0: So um, uh, Joe is asking about your um, handles and stuff. So I'm going to go ahead and um, put those in. So he is, there's a couple of ways you can do the uh, logo wave and it's my logo wave on uh, Facebook. It is my logo wave on Twitter and my logo wave on Instagram. And then if you just want Kyle, which it's all Kyle, but if you want <laughs> Kyle and you want to do like court right design, it's k Court Design on Twitter. It's Courtright Design on Instagram, Courtright Design on Facebook, and on link, LinkedIn, Courtright Design. Um, and then I'm going to share a couple other things. So uh, I know we're at the end, and I so appreciate y'all keeping me on my. Um, and I, man, I always forget to say it's brought to you by Audible people. You can try it at slash audible, de, design recharge. Okay at least I popped it in, right? So there's four, he's giving us four amazing articles that I want to share with you. So, and they're in the chat, 75 point designer checklist to attract, win, and keep clients. Um, Logo inspiration generator tool, 100 plus must have graphic designer resources, and the ultimate guide to logo design, which is an ebook. So when you're reading, like you're reading the um, the the manifesto from Blair ends, um, when without pitching, are you taking notes and then you're kind of compiling these things? Do you have an idea that you want to produce one a month, one a week, you know, how, what are you doing? Cause this is a whole another side of getting clients or being Hmm. an expert in your field is producing content. Can you touch Hmm. on that as the very last question?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. It's, it's, that that manifesto is just incredible. So to answer your first question, I uh I should be writing notes but I I didn't. <laughs> and uh, you know, I just finished it maybe a, a few weeks ago, but uh for me, uh, I think we talked to this a little bit was I need to it's so heady and cerebral. Uh probably yeah, it it's th- there's a lot to it. There's a lot of um yeah, there there's it's very comprehensive and Uh, very heady. So I have to kind of read it uh, like sentences over and over because it's like I'll I'll miss it or I won't won't remember it. So that's a way for me to kind of help remember things. So Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of my excuse not to take notes, I guess. <laughs> so
0: like when you're writing 75-point designer checklist yeah. to attract, win, and keep clients, yeah, what is that coming from? Is that coming from anything you're reading? Is that coming from what you've seen and you've tracked your clients? Or is it coming from something else?
1: Yeah, it's, it's coming from my own personal experience. Yeah. Uh, so... You know, it could be uh, different resources and tools. I think I have some different mm-hmm. tools on there that people can use to, uh, to find clients. And then, you know, just little tips and tricks that I've learned along the way that, that help you, uh, again, you know, land and, and keep those clients along the way, too. Because it's one thing to land them, but you don't have to work nearly as hard to market yourself if you're, if you're keeping them as kind of like an ongoing, an ongoing role.
0: So Kent asked something earlier and I said I was going to ask it and now I can't find it. But, pre- oh, it says, how much time do you think you spend marketing? And then how much time do you spend actually designing? Because that kind of goes, I actually think of those articles as a marketing tool. When you're on Twitter, that's a marketing tool. So how much of your time in the week would be spent designing and then how much marketing?
1: I I would say that 90, 99% is design. And if I need to market myself, it may be just like a social media thing that I'm posting out there. But
0: like once I, a week, you're doing something like that? Or on, on socials? Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, I, at one point, I was posting out very consistently, especially on Twitter. But I've kind of recently, as you know, the work has kind of been bit crazy um lately to be honest it's i I haven't been able to and uh so yeah i still want to be posting out there on a regular basis but yeah i i don't i'm thankful that i'm in a position where i i do have to say no to some things coming in um and say yes to maybe some of the more qualified uh, clients so yeah, it wasn't always that way. Right. There is, there is, you know, with the SEO that was, you know, part of the the marketing that I need to do, even posting on socials and making contacts, uh, locally even, but, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at at this point at least where the clients kind of are referred to me and I don't have to, you know, look, uh, look for those leads as much.
0: All right. So, um, Fred has a question and Fred's here yeah. in Mobile, but he's not one of my design babies, but he's a great designer. Um, <laughs> great. Fred says, do you consider marketing on your social media work or do you mix this into your personal life? Hope you understand the question. So I yeah. think he's saying, do you put in pictures of your kids or your family mm-hmm. in the court, Kyle, no, courtright design on Instagram, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I've been, I can't even like, talk to this asthma i feel like such a hypocrite because i haven't been consi- as consistent on especially instagram uh, like i should uh so and i just hopped on instagram gosh i think a year and a half ago or two so i'm late to the game on instagram uh but yeah you know fred i i do see see this uh more as as the work side uh because i've kind of separated the personal i have a personal ig profile and a work one uh, not to say that I think I think it is important, and I, I haven't done this quite yet, to like post every once in a while to post, uh, you know, a picture of me or a picture of my family or something like that, uh, but keeping it design heavy on, on that kind of court-right design, you know, uh, IG side. So.
0: I, I think that, that that's smart. And I think that, I mean, I think it's good to, sometimes you will reach more clients that connect with you because you're also a dad and you're an entrepreneur. And so you, I think you need to weave those things in, but I don't think it, it, some people are going to be turned off if you have eight posts of your kids at the amusement park (laughs) and one logo, you know, but if you were at the amusement park and you saw this terrible popcorn bag, and you're like, when I get home, I am designing a new popcorn bag, and you show the kid with the popcorn bag, and then you show the new design. I think that that might be a cool way to integrate, but it's still maybe um, connected. Yeah, we're waving at you. See you, Jason. <laughs> um, well, Kyle, thank you so much. Thanks for kind of touching a little bit on Logo Wave. We will have to do a part two. I appreciate you sharing and kind of helping us understand a little bit more about. SEO, I, I know that seems because it, it I feel like a gunshot through you know like I don't feel very solid in this and I think a lot of people when we're trying to kind of have this hefty side business, maybe that would help our 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 creative market. Uh, you know, products that we're doing if we did better SEO. So I think you gave us actually quite a few tips that we could do right now on fixing fixing that. Yeah, part three could be SEO for sure because we still got questions to <laughs> ask good, answer. <laughs> See you, but, Kelly. <laughs> yeah, thank Hello. you guys so much for coming. I'm so glad you were able. So I want to just, um, I'm going to do my regular big talking points here at the end. So um, thank for you guys, the listeners of Design Recharge, Audible is open. Offering a free audiobook download with a 30 day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I just bought a book that was 50% off, so I didn't use one of my credits. Um, I am listening to Hold Your Ears, Mom. There's a bad word in this one. Um, it is uh, not really. I don't really consider it. I think I would <laughs> say this in front of my mom um i mean i know i have said it in front of her probably not my dad because we couldn't even say f-a-r-t when i was a kid that was was a bad word um i'm trying to pull it up but my so it's uh you're a badass at making money that's what i'm and i by jen sin or Censero. can you guys see that I don't know if you can see that or not, but I think you yeah. can. Um, I did, Jeremy, don't tell on me. Um, but anyway, so I really <laughs> enjoyed this. And to me, this is a mindset thing. So if you want to try Audible, it's go to audibletrial.com slash design recharge. And I really like that there's lots of different things. There's a lot of business books and I love listening to the, the author read out. Do you ever listen to books on like people listening while, or do you listen while you're working, Kyle?
1: Um, I listen to podcasts while I'm working, but not necessarily audiobooks. Yeah.
0: Well, you could try it for free for thirty days. <laughs> anyway, you get a free book. I, to be honest, I the it. the um I'm not like pushing it, but I really believe in this. Yeah. So I've been a um, member for over fifteen years, probably. And so you get one book a month and it's just 14.99 so $15 and you get what book can you buy for $15 no there's no book yeah. you can buy for $15 that's amazing yeah I know and so then and you know I mean some are like Game of Thrones I've gotten Game and that's like 36 46 hours of list <laughs> and they do all these accents it's terrific I don't listen to a lot of fiction but it is really fun and you know some are 4 hours some are 16 hours and so it just depends on how big the book is and so I, I love when I'm driving, but obviously you don't have a commute, so you can't do that. But when you're working, sometimes I, I really like listening. I do better audibly hearing someone talk to me and then I can, like the Genesis sis, whatever her last name is, I think she talks a little slow, no offense, but I have her on 1.25. So now she talks at a regular <laughs> speed to me.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and so it can be a little bit faster. So I, Fred says he listens to podcasts every morning yeah. and I, I think that that's great. I also use some other things which I'll put in the roll behind here. So it'll be a different outfit, but Kyle, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate your time and just your knowledge and your willingness to share. I also appreciate that you, have such a passion for communicating and that it is the priority is really the customer and your customer and their customer. I also love that you do stuff for our industry just to help and kind of fill a hole with Logowave.
1: Oh, thank you so much. Thanks, Diane, for having me on. It's, it's an honor and privilege to, to chat and yeah, maybe we can do it again sometime.
0: Yep. We got two other episodes. I guess Amy's given us part three and part, <laughs> part three. I, I
1: love it. I love it. Hey, I'm, I'm down the for cow whatever. Part right.
0: <laughs> That's for sure. But I will. I will talk and we'll make sure we get a, a part two for sure. Um, and Ian, thank you for spending some virtual time with us.
1: Oh, thank. And thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Ian, Fred, Jeremy. Man, you guys are great. Austin, Carly. This is great.
0: Thank you guys. <laughs> you are a good crew
1: today. I know it
0: was, you know. So I really appreciate them because they they stuck with it and they just knew I had a link. They did get it at uh, thirty minutes before, but I appreciate (laughs) you guys going for sure. All right, well, I'm gonna hit stop record. Hey, I just wanted to tell you about a couple ways you can support the channel, the show, and the podcast. One, you can get extra content delivered to you to patrons only by going to patreon.com/slash diane gibbs. And then my favorite way to build websites has changed a little bit recently. Um, I am now using the Elementor plugin with the Divi theme. The Elementor plugin works with almost any theme. It makes almost any theme invincible. This plugin has changed the way that I've been able to design websites. It was allowing me to work at such a faster speed where other plugins fell short. Now I don't need that. I just need Elementor. You go to bit.ly, bit.ly slash dr elementor my favorite theme of course which i've told you about before is the divi theme it gives you complete control i purchased the lifetime plan which was 250 dollars. i believe that's the same price it is now and you can for the lifetime you never have to pay a renewal fee every year which it's about I think $80, it is a based off of a grid system. And now I need one theme and I can do custom sites and it allows me to use strategy and customize for their needs instead of trying to adjust a theme that already exists. And the last thing that I love that I use every day is Audible. Audible has changed my business and has changed my life. I listen to more books than I physically read nowadays. I listen when I work out when I mow, when I have a long commute, these are all affiliate links. That means if you click on the link and purchase an item, I will receive an affiliate commission. So that's it. Those are ways to support the show. Thanks.